0: Memorial Day 2022, what are you going to remember about Memorial Day? Because that's what Memorial Day is all about. But the fact of the matter is Memorial Day is not about us and our issues. Memorial Day is about remembering those who gave their lives so we could live free. It's about remembering. It's about remembering. Would you say with me again, God bless America. God bless. There is no greater nation on earth. And it's imperative, girls, that we don't keep. Oh, look at this. Thank you, Clint. How did you know I needed water? Huh? Yeah. Hey, is Mal out there? Is Mal there? He might be. Is he there? Do you know? You don't know. Okay. We'll wait. Thank you, pal. God bless America. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about what's a memorial. What is a memorial? First of all, a memorial is something designed to preserve the memory of a person or an event. It can be a monument. It can be um, an observance preserving the memory of a person or a place. But basically, a memorial is set up for the object of remembering, I find it quite appropriate this morning as my brain is not in gear and I'm having a hard time remembering. So with that in mind, turn to the lady next to you and say, remember. Tell her to remember. Let's name, let's name some, let's name some memorials in our own life. Let's make it really practical because we celebrate memorials in our life all the time. We just don't Think of them as a memorial, but they are. What are some memorials in your own personal life? Name one. Yeah, that would be like the first one. You're remembering, you're remembering the day you were born or the year you were born. And some of you are saying, I need to set up a monument and engrave it because I can no longer remember the day I was born. It's a memorial. But yes, that becomes. A memorial that we celebrate in our life. What's our what what are some other memorials that we celebrate? Oh, great Lake Cemetery. My folks are there. Yeah. And that's a beautiful place Yep. To be. Yep, the cemeteries. I went and put flowers on my mom's grave this past week. Her birthday was on the twenty fourth, and her favorite color was yellow, which is my favorite color, which is why I have a favorite color yellow, because it was mom's favorite color. And I put those yellow daisies on her grave, and I stood there, and I remembered, and I said, Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Mom. It's a memorial. Um, Your kids. Yes, your kids. Your kids are a memorial. (laughs) You look at them, and you say, Wow, how can you be? And then you say the age, and then you hug them, and you celebrate your kids because they are a memorial of what your marriage has brought about in God's plan, which is a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, We just had a graduation last Wednesday. What a beautiful graduation. And the, the seniors got up, and many of them memorialized their past. They talked about the things that they are remembering and the things they're appreciative of and gave thanks because the whole object of remembering is for a greater purpose It is to develop gratefulness and thankfulness. So not only do I want us to remember to remember, but I want us to remember why remembering is so important. It's important because it builds thankfulness. I loved hearing the graduates get up there and talk about remembering and how thankful they are. And I love the charge that was given to them by Daniel about remember this. Remember now as you go into the big life. This is what you need to remember. Um, When you fall in love, remember? Remember? Say yes. (laughs) How many here are married? Raise your hand. All right. All right. Remember when you fell in love? Thank you. All right. Everything becomes a memorial when you're in love. Like, I mean, everything. Now, think back. Everything becomes a memorial because you fell in love. Like, today? Is 24 hours from our first date. It's a memorial today. Every object becomes a memorial. Um, This is the straw. This is the paper from his straw on our first date, and it goes in the scrapbook. Come on, you guys. Every every object becomes a memorial. This is the flower he gave me. This is the first flower. You know what Doug did? The summer we began officially dating, uh, and he is he is so good at remembering but i walked out to the mailbox and my mailbox uh, this is my parents mailbox was stuffed with tulips i mean crammed with tulips i walked out there there's the there's the mailbox crammed with tulips you to tell you that's a federal offense well, <laughs> no it was a federal offense but not for the reason you're saying because he picked the tulips out of somebody's yard <laughs> He was 18, and he was young, and, uh, you know. But everything becomes a memorial when you fall in love. Um, those of you who are married, you have on your hand a ring. Your ring is an object that is a memorial. It, it represents the fact of a certain date. For me, it was June 19, 1971. This is the memorial I wear for that date. Remembering. The importance of remembering cannot be overemphasized. Number one, it's vital to every relationship. It is vital. I don't know if any of you have dealt with the tragedy of Alzheimer's, but in the end, that's what my mom ended up with. She was 93 when she went to heaven. When she was 90, she was cognitive and sharp and hugging us and calling us by name. But by the time she was 93, Chrissy and I would sit with her in the room And she would just smile. And then one of us would get up and leave, and she would say to the other one, who was that nice lady? Yeah. It's heartbreaking not to remember. And it is a beautiful thing to remember. I want to look at some consequences here. Um, It's vital. Remembering is vital in living a blessed day. That's what I was saying in the beginning. You know, because of Jesus... We live a blessed life and a blessed day to day, Judy. But if I don't remember Jesus, you know what I'm going to look at? I'm going to look at eggs being 250 a dozen. I'm going to look at gas being almost five dollars. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be critical of everything and everyone that does not line up with me and my thinking. That's how I naturally go. But Jesus saved me out of destroying my day to day for his glory, but I have to remember on purpose. I want to show you some consequences of of not remembering. What do we lose when we don't remember? There are consequences when we don't remember. We'll start at a really shallow level of forgetfulness. For instance, what happens um, when I don't remember where I put my phone? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, Vivian, you and Trina, yeah, and me for the most part, yeah. But no, we lose, we lose, we lose communication. We lose time looking for it. Um, what happens when um, we go to the grocery store and we don't remember to take our grocery list? What happens? Uh-oh. Yeah, you buy more than, but, but you lose. You lose. You come home and you go, now I remember what I forgot because I forgot my list. What happens when uh, I run downstairs and I forget what I ran down there for? What do I lose? Well, I gain a few steps. <laughs> I get my 10,000 in. I gain a few, but, I, but I, I lose. I run upstairs and then I remember what I ran downstairs for and I do it again. But the point of when we forget Here's the consequence always, we lose. We lose. Every time we forget, we lose. That's the, that's the underlying consequence in not remembering. A loss will always be involved. In relationships, this is really vital. In relationships, when we don't remember small kindnesses, favorite desserts, his favorite color, his favorite ball team, um, his favorite, his favorite um, supper, his favorite thing to do, his favorite show to watch. When when I don't remember what he likes, an erosion starts happening in that relationship that was meant to grow. It can be with a friend. It can be with a girlfriend. When I stop remembering um, her favorite author or what she likes to do or where she likes to go, the friendship begins to erode because I've stopped remembering, and a loss is going to be involved. I watched a commentary a while back on D-Day, and uh, the surviving soldiers who are now all senior citizens, said every day they fill it in. Every day they've made a commitment to every day remember because they paid a price, but they had buddies that paid the ultimate price. And so because they are alive, they have made a commitment to every day remember and give thanks for what their buddies did. Now, how do you suppose those same soldiers feel when people abuse our flag? Mm. How do you think they feel when they don't sing the national anthem? See, involvement shows my loyalty. Remembering shows what is important to me and what I value. That's why it's so important to remember. uh, Why don't people value the freedom in America? Why? Why are so many taking it flippantly, or even protesting against America's... Re- okay, they don't know what it is to live. Number one, either they have never paid a personal price, or number two, they willingly believe a lie. And that's just what Cindy was saying. They don't understand how blessed we are. Okay, take that thought that we <laughs> all understand and and tangibly feel, and now apply that to our wonderful God and how he must feel when we so flippantly take for granted what we've been given in our spiritual freedom. And hang on to that thought as we make some other applications with that. As we apply it to our spiritual freedom... Turn to your Bibles to Romans 8, verse 21. Our Savior paid the ultimate price. And many of you know Jesus Christ as Savior. Knowing him personally means I've recognized I am a sinner. I recognize there's nothing I can do for it. I recognize that Jesus came and died on the cross, gave his life, so that I could have life, and I ask him to come into my heart and be my Savior. At that moment, I am born again. I'm not only born again, I'm born free. And I am born with a liberty that so surpasses even the beautiful freedoms that you and I enjoy in America. Romans chapter 8 and verse 21. Who has that? Would you read that for me? Go ahead. Okay, read that again. Read it loud. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of the corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Will you say amen to that? Amen. amen. We were in bondage. And Jesus came and paid the ultimate price. And now, today, we enjoy it's Trina's word, glorious. She loves the word glorious the glorious liberty that is only found because Jesus came and paid the ultimate price and I have personally received him and you have personally received him as your Savior. Uh, There was uh, a man at our home. Actually, they come every year for the last six years. Doug asked me what I wanted for my anniversary. This is about six years ago. And I said, sweetheart, for our anniversary you know what i really really want i didn't want to go out to dinner i didn't want to i didn't there wasn't a, th- a thing i wanted this is what i wanted i wanted my windows clean <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i wanted my windows clean and about that time i had been forbidden to get on tall ladders and blah 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 you know and even at that i there are windows i can't even reach that i and so he said it's done and he called Sparkle, that is Bill uh, Peters' company, and they sent a team out. And they got my windows sparkling clean inside and out in like an hour and a half. <laughs> a job that w- would take me, has traditionally taken me two days, you know. And, and, I mean, they were sparkling clean. And the man in charge, his name is Brian. And I said, Brian, thank you. You did a great job. I love the way my windows look. They're clean windows. And I said, but do you know what's better than clean windows? And he said, no, ma'am. And he's starting to look at me a little weird, you know. And I have my gospel track ready. I said, Brian, the best thing in this life is to have a clean heart. And only Jesus can do that. I can't hire it done. Jesus did it all for me. And he said, well, thank you but I have my own beliefs. And he said, matter of fact, I'm an AA. He said, I'm an alcoholic, and alcohol has ruined my life, and I'm an AA. And I said, Brian, I am so proud of you that you are in a program to help you with an addiction. And, and Brian, I, I am so glad that you're doing this. And he said, yep, this week marks seven months without a drink. And I said, Brian, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that you stay free from alcohol. Most of all, I'm going to pray that you'll find a few moments to read these Bible truths because they set you free in a way that you'll never know until you know Christ. And then I gave him a nice big tip, monetarily speaking, and he was very happy, and I pray for Brian still. We have a freedom that has nothing to do with the freedoms that we think of in America. We have liberty. (coughs) These freedoms may someday be taken away from us as the Lord tarries. No one takes away the liberty you and I have in Jesus. He hath made us free. The creature in bondage hath been made free to the glorious liberty that is only found in Jesus we have the freedom, but we also have, better than that, liberty. But we've got to connect it back to where we were talking about at the beginning. Every day the old veteran said what? I will remember. Because we have this glorious liberty, because we, we have this old nature that makes it so easy to forget or to not value or to take advantage of what we have been given because we have not paid a big enough price. We need to remember. How do I do that? Remembering, number one, is the soil in which I am rooted in Christ so that I can grow. If I do not remember who I am and whose I am, I will never grow spiritually. Remembering is vital to every relationship. We are free to choose to remember, and we are free to choose, finish it, not to remember. Let me take this and draw it home a little bit better. In the area of, let's say the area of studying, our kids just had all their exams, all right? So they're all, they're free, all right? They're free. They're free because the week of exams is done. Uh, But in this area of studying, take a student. They have the freedom to study for that exam and they also have the freedom not to study for that Choices have consequences. A student has free time at home, but instead of studying, chooses to not study because they're free. They're free. Um, A student has free time in their head, even as we have free time in our head. A, A student in class has free time in their head. They can be free to choose to focus and think and problem solve and connect with what they're being taught, or they have the freedom not to and think about what they're going to do. Okay, now parallel this with you and me. We have the same freedom. We have the freedom every service to open up God's word and say, God, speak to me. Speak to me. You've set me free. So, Lord, make a difference for me as I open up your word. Speak to me. Comfort me. Convict me. Um, Challenge me. God, make me remember who I am and whose I am for your glory. This is why I love choir, too. I love the fact God, um, God designed us in a way that music would affect us like nothing else. Even if you're not musical, music affects you. Even if you can't sing, music affects me. Music is meant to make us, ready, remember. Tell the lady next to you, sing what you need to remember. (laughs) I promise you, I promise you, you will remember it. As you never would if you simply said it. Do you know the, the CDs? First, they were cassettes. The Ron Hamilton cassettes. And then the CDs. And then all the... Do you know Clint has those songs memorized? Because they were put to music. And, of course, so much of it was scripture. Memorized. So when I get in choir... When I open the song book in, in the congregational singing, I have the choice to sing praise to my God, or I have the choice to think about what I'm going to have for supper. Okay, we're free to choose, but choices have what, class? (laughs) Consequences. Do you know, only when my heart is involved and I choose with my head for God to affect my heart, that's the only time my heart is changed. Otherwise, I'm just going through the motions. I love singing in choir. I love the fact that our services are closed with a song from Dan. He gets up and he closes our service with a song and it correlates with the word that has been preached. And I go and I sing that song and girls, I will be humming that song all afternoon until I walk up into choir and I start singing a different song. (laughs) It's beautiful. God made us that way because he knew how quickly we would forget. And so Often, I mean, look how often it's said in in Scripture, sing a new song, sing a new song. Sing the old song. Sing unto the Lord. Do you know what David wrote in Psalm 119? Seven times a day will I stop and praise thee. And you know how David did it. He sang it. He sang it. Choices have consequences. Another student was having an awful day at school, and the teacher asked, Have you prayed today? did you pray yesterday? Did you read your Bible? The answer was no, no, and no. And the teacher said, you know, you do so well when you go to camp. When all of your choices are taken away and you don't have the freedom, but you go to services and all the music you hear is canned music that's played in the uh, you know, across the, the fields and in and in the chapel messages, and you're hearing the truth of God's word in music, and you're with people who are encouraging you, and you have to go to chapel and you have to go to Bible time and you have to go and you have to go and you do so well. You come home glowing because you didn't have so much freedom. And then you come home with all your freedom and you don't choose God (coughs) and you fall. And the student said, that's exactly right. And the teacher encouraged, learn to choose, choose him. So with that in mind, we're going to take the next little bit and we're going to say, I am going to choose to make Memorial Day. (coughs) I'm going to choose to make Memorial Day, which is the Um, springboard for summer, I'm going to choose to make Memorial Day a time where I am going to remember. And I want you to take this across. And I want you to say, I am going to make a spiritual decision that I am not going to forget. Matter of fact, summer has come and all of your schedules are going to change to a certain point. Here's a fresh one, girl. This is a great one. Yes. I know how that tickle is. No, it's no problem. It's the allergies, too. Everybody's triggered. Summer is here. All right? Praise God. What a day. What a summer day. Now, we are very much um, schedule-oriented. God made us that way, too. But what happens when a schedule gets changed, it is so easy to drop what you need to remember. Satan doesn't take the summer off. Matter of fact, he amps up and ramps up temptations and situations that we need to be ever vigilant about remembering, remembering. So here's an acrostic for summer. As Memorial Day begins our summer, first of all, S. I forgot. (laughs) Ah, I need my ginkgo. Okay, summer, ready? Sanctify. Sanctify your day. Sanctify. Sanctify your day. Oh, we've, we've talked so much about this in Sunday school. When your feet touch the floor, get in touch with your father. Immediately. When your feet touch the floor, get in touch. Father, thank you for today. Get a scripture verse because God's word is way more powerful than Kathy's words and Cindy's words and Colleen's words. So, so do this. This is the day you've made, Lord. I will rejoice. I will set my will to rejoice. I will be glad in it. Wow. Sanctifying your day at the beginning of the day totally changes the trajectory of where you're going to go. Okay, so sanctify your day. I'm not going to spend any more time on that because we've got to get through summer. You, ready? Understand. Understand you're in a battle. We've spent two weeks on this. Before Anniversary Sunday, we're the two, by the way, thank you for your beautiful cards. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Your words that you wrote to us, they just meant everything to us, and I thank you for that. But the two weeks before Anniversary Sunday, we were in a two-week Bible study of we're in a battle. Don't forget. Understand you're in a battle. When you're in a battle, you've got to have a plan. You must have a plan. Your schedules are all going to change this summer because it is the blessing of summertime. Get a plan because you are in a battle. Remember to make a plan. Now, if you have trouble making a plan or you don't know where to begin, talk to me. Text me. Talk to Trina. Talk to those who, anybody who you know has a consistent summer plan. If you have children at home, this is so vital to get a summer plan with them. It just. Blessed my heart, I uh, was um, poloing, and I asked the kids, what did you do on your first first summer day? That would have been yesterday, Saturday. Friday was the last day of school. Their first summer day was Saturday. And uh, Caleb told me, Grandma, I got up, and I grabbed my Bible, and me and my dad read our Bible together. Book of Mark. Mark, it's part of their summer plan." Get a plan. We are in such a battle. If it's you and your husband, if it's just you, if it's you and a girlfriend, get a plan with a girlfriend. Get accountable to somebody about your summer plan so that you don't forget, so that you'll always remember. Girls, I can tell you there are scores of people that used to sit here just like you're sitting here, in love with God, determined to live for God, and they are so far gone away because they didn't have a daily plan. So number one, sanctify your day, the moment your feet hit the floor. Number two, understand that you're in a battle. Number three, memorize. Memorize every every day, memorize, memorize every day a verse or a piece of a verse. This helps keep you accountable to God's word. Um, Tina sent a a verse in Polo the other day. It was from Amos, and it was about um, love the good, hate the bad, and then proclaim it. It was just a short phrase. I can't learn full sections of Scripture anymore. I shouldn't say I can't. Never, never say can't. Never say never. Okay, so I can, I can. It's just not like how it used to be. This is what I do for my daily plan in living victoriously for my Lord. I say, God, give me something in your word today. You know all about my day. You know what I need. Find a phrase or a verse that matches your battles, whether they be physical battles as caregivers, whether they be emotional battles as a wife or as a friend or as a relative. Some of you have family members that they don't love the Lord and they certainly don't love you, and you're in a battle and you've got to know how to respond. Okay, Basically, when I'm in a battle, an emotional battle, I say to myself all the time, be kind, one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even if God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. You're in a battle. So memorize a piece of scripture that matches up to who you are. Um, Lamentations 321. Write this reference down. We're going to end with it too. But Lamentations 321 says, This I recall to my mind. Now, I love this. When you are in your Bible and reading, take those phrases. This I recall to my mind. By the way, where is this found? Tell me the book. (laughs) Lamentations. He is lamenting. It's a horrible, horrible time in his life through the whole book, tragedies that we have no clue about. He is lamenting, and he says, this I recall to my mind. Do you want to know what he recalled? I can't wait to tell you, but I'm not going to tell you right yet. So anyways, memorize. And then please, this next one is so important. Make it fun. Oh, dear girl. Be the author of fun, be the maker of fun, make it fun. Make every summer day fun. Now there's two points to this. Number one, if it's not eternal, it's not important. If it's not eternal, it's not important. Nothing will take away the fun, the blessedness of your day than something that irritates you or ticks you off or makes you feel bad. All right, 99% of that stuff is not eternal it's a misunderstanding it's somebody being carnal it's somebody not doing what they were supposed to do that's not eternal it's not and it's so it's so puts us back into January winter emotionally um, a lot of airlines charge now for the baggage that you carry okay it's not free anymore it's it's you they charge you for the baggage you carry well that is nothing compared to the price I pay when I carry baggage that I'm not supposed to be carrying. And if I carry unforgiveness, there is a consequence, and I am going to be weighted. down. It's going to rob me. I'm going to lose. Remember, not remembering, you will always lose something. When I don't remember God's instruction to forgive, I lose my peace. I lose my peace. When I don't remember... God's proactive commitment to, to sing, to give thanks, to pray for, I lose my joy. See, joy is, is a consequence of obedience to God. You can't manufacture God's joy. It comes in obedience to God's word. So make it fun. Oh, you, and, so, and then the other part. If it's not eternal, it's not important. The other part is... Um, under make it fun. Oh, make it fun. Be, be the one you needed in your life when you were young. You be the one. You know what I see? And this, this just blesses my heart. Doug, our grandchildren are now within one month, they're going to be between the ages of 11 and 14. So they're 11 and 15. Jack is turning 15 next week. So, They're not little anymore. Mm -hmm. They're big. You know what I see Doug do? As they go through different hurts now, more like into the teenage hurts, the emotional hurts and that type of thing, you know what he does? He pulls that teenage grandchild onto his lap and he says, Don't you worry. God's going to use this for good. And He puts his big old grandpa arms around him and he says, It's okay that you feel bad right now. Just don't stay there. This is going to be fine. You aren't going to believe what God's going to do. Girls, I needed a grandpa like that. I needed a parent like that. I needed a dad like that. Praise God we get to be that grandparent. I know just how that feels. And God says, you be that person. You be that person. You make it better. You make the space you're in better because you know better. So in making it fun, and by the way, how do you make it fun? Oh, I wish we had more time. How do you make it fun? If they're kids, kids are a conduit for fun. They will have fun about anything. If you're doing dishes, play I Spy. If If you're cleaning house together, set the timer and have a race. It doesn't matter if it's not done the way I want it done. It's not eternal. It's not important. Have fun doing it. Have fun with your kids. Stop... That's right. Doesn't watch history doesn't mean that you a bad child. No, not at all. Let's have fun. That's right, and you keep saying that to them, and let them know that God has a plan for their life on purpose. Kids have fun so readily, so easily. So let's amp it up now. Let's get a little bit harder. How many of you are married? Raise your hand. <laughs> How can you make it fun for your husband? <laughs> Okay, now no, this is being recorded. Okay, this is being recorded. I am saying, it goes about, it goes back to remembering, remembering, remember what makes him happy. Remember what makes him laugh. Remember what makes him smile. Remember what pleases him, and just and make every day a day of which you know it can just be a phrase like it's going to be so good. Yeah, say what? I say I can't tell you right now, but it's going to be so good. Maybe it's that sugar free, um, gluten free <laughs> carrot cake that is Kathy Gaines' recipe that is out of this world. Even the frosting is sugar. F- well, it's a sugar substitute. There's, there's a sugar, sub- but it's made with cream cheese. And when you're eating the way we're eating, cream cheese is our friend. I love it. <laughs> it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. But it's an on purpose planning To be happy, don't you need more happiness in your home? Every home does. You be the conduit. You be the one to easily smile. You be the one to easily laugh. We get so burdened down with the ridiculous garbage that we pay for because choices have a consequence. Okay, we've got to get through this very quick. E, eat, but make it fun. Make it fun. E now, yeah. (laughs) E, the letter E. Okay. Make it eternal. Make it eternal. Every day, you want to have the best summer of your life. Every day, in your devotional morning time, as you pray, maybe, it's on, maybe, it's on, maybe you got behind and it's on your way to work, pray this. God, make this day more than 24 hours. Make it eternal. Give me the opportunity to witness to somebody. Give me the opportunity to be salt and light to somebody. Lord, I will look on purpose for someone that you will bring me into their sphere, and I can give them a gospel track. I can give them a word of witness. Lord, do this for me today. Pray this every single day, and God will do it. And Julie's talking about some opportunity. It's, 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 it's your mini miracle that happens because God does do that. Leslie? Praise oh, God. God is calling us. Amen. Amen. He is. He is. And they are the conduit of saying yes. We were standing in uh, Lucky's uh, vestibule there waiting to be seated. And uh, there was a man over to our left and he kept looking at us, okay? And he was, he was probably a man, I would guess, late 30s, early 40s. And um, so it's it just Doug, myself, and Clint. And so we, we get a lot of that. You know, it's just part of our life. People look at us. (laughs) And the man turned to Doug, and he said, excuse me, can I ask you a question? He was waiting for his takeout order, and we were waiting to be seated. And Doug said, sure, go ahead. And he looked at Clint, and he said, could you tell me where you found his pants? (laughs) Okay, Clint had on a pair of khaki Uh, casuals gathered at the waist gathered at the ankle pockets and and a polo shirt you know and and Dex said why sure and he said my son has a hard time with buttons and zippers and I said oh Clint did too but you know what I said he'll get it he'll get it he was carefully telling me that he too had a son like like Clint okay Mm -hmm. And Doug said, yeah, we found those at Walmart. He said, you're kidding me. Mm -hmm. And I said, no. And then Doug said, yeah, we also found another pair at Kohl's. And he says, well, he just, he looks, he said, basically, our son lives in sweatpants. Your son looks so sharp. Mm -hmm. And I said, why, thank you. And I said, you know what? And, of course, I grabbed my track because it's, you never leave home without your tracks. And I said, you know what, I know your son's a blessing. Clint teaches me, and we, we laugh a dozen times a day of seeing life through Clint's simple viewpoint. And it's a beautiful thing. And I said, and I know your son's the same way. And he'll get those buttons, and he'll get those zippers. And I said, but the best thing, you know what Clint loves? He loves Jesus. And we do too. And Doug said, he gave him a, a different track, a track of our church. He said, this is our church. He said, I'm the pastor there. You know what Clint loves to do? He loves to usher. And the man's jaw just dropped open. Amen. Really? Yeah, he loves to usher. And he loves to let people know that God loves him and God loves you. I said, I hope you'll find time to, to read this track. By then his order was waiting and getting cold, and, he, and I could tell he was kind of backing up, you know, like. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Okay, people are so, I mean, God's love is real. And when you meet somebody who is living and talking, God's love has changed my life. They don't know how to take it. So we each gave them a track, and and the lady was waiting to seat us, so we let her seat us, and, and the man left. Five minutes later, the lady who seated us, the hostess, comes by with a Lucky's gift card, and she said, The man that you were talking to wanted you to have this. And I said to Doug, I said, Doug, we didn't come here to eat. We came here to give the gospel. And we stopped and we prayed that that band would read the church track then that Doug gave him. He has our name on it. I'm praying he calls us with a concern about his son because we have Clint. And God has opened that door many, many, many times over. I can't tell you the beautiful thing it is when you take your summer day and you make every day, eternal by saying, God, use me today. God, I don't want today to be just another beautiful summer day. God, make today, thank you, make today eternal. I need to be that witness. And the last one, oh, the last one, oh, dear, oh, dear. We? Okay, oh, it's remember, yeah. <laughs> Let's just, I want you to turn your Bibles to Lamentations. Turn to Lamentations it is remember <laughs> it truly is I was going to say, the Lord. <laughs> it is remember and its lamentations here's what you need to remember you want to make this summer the most beautiful summer of your life turn to lamentations chapter 3 lamentations chapter 3 and look at this this i recall To my mind. Ready? This I recall to my mind. Now if you read above Lamentations 321, you're going to see the misery. Oh, you're going to see the misery. He was not remembering the misery. This I recall to my mind. Say it with me. This I recall to my mind. Ready? Therefore have I hope. Go on. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. You want a verse for today? You want this summer today to be more than just a beautiful day where we're living free because we're in America? Get this verse in your head and your heart and say, Oh, God, I want to live every day you give me remembering. So when it's not Memorial Day and it's just Tuesday, what are you going to do, class? Tell me. Amen. Father, may you bless us and impress upon us the need to remember you, and we'll give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.